yo, 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 yo. What's good? Welcome to the From New York to the Shop podcast. This is episode three. This is your host, Brian Moore, and I am joined by my co-host, Rustin Stewart. Russ, what's good, boy? Yo, what's good, B, man? Can you believe we made it to episode three, man? We made it to episode three, man. I can't believe it, man. How's everything going, man? How you doing over there? How you feeling about everything? Man, everything's good, man. I'm still at home in Kansas City, man, chilling out, man. And, you know, you know, B, when you don't really do much and your days kind of run together, you're tired all the time, man. I don't understand it, man. Like, I had way more energy when I was ripping and running around New York City, man. But now, man, I'm just like, damn, I ain't really got nothing to do. Train a few clients in the morning and then that's about it, man. That's one of those weird phenomenons. You know how they say you can actually get too much sleep? Like, have you ever, like, slept? 10, 11 hours and then woke up and you were still tired. (laughs) Yeah, man, definitely. You can definitely get too much sleep, man. As a kid, I didn't really believe that. But as an adult, man, I definitely feel that. For sure, for sure. All right, well, let's get right into it. Russ, been taking a lot of heat, man. (laughs) Been getting a lot of feedback. You know, people love the show. And thank you for everybody who's been supporting us and everybody who's been listening. The show is absolutely growing. And we thank every single listener who is supporting us and listening to us. But uh, people didn't like the list, man. People were, were very, let's just say that the lists were very polarizing. Some people loved them. And there were definitely some people who hated them. So right. did you did you get any of that feedback, Russ? You know, I got a little bit of feedback. I got a little bit of feedback from one of my female friends. Uh, she was loving your list, you know, about putting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the list, you know. And I thought about putting Kareem in. And it's no knock against all those great players. Because really, real talk B, how can we even put five top NBA players when there's been so many of them. So that's what it's about. It's about my list, my favorite players, and your list, your favorite players. Both the lists were polarizing, the hip hop list and the NBA top five list that both of them were polarizing. So I got to thinking, Russ, and you know how I am when I get to thinking, you know, I I start brainstorming, those wheels start turning. And I had an idea, you know, want to know what my idea was? Yeah, let me talk, talk to me. I got an idea for people to be able to actually call in and communicate with us. We got so much feedback. We had a lot of people who wanted to chime in. So I figured out a way for our listeners to be able to get in touch with us and listen to us. So we want everybody to just hold on and just wait until the end of the show, because I can't wait to tell everybody about this uh, idea that I have for people to be able to chime in and give us feedback because we want to hear from the listeners. Right, Russ? Yeah, we want to hear from the listeners. And that does include the haters. So, yes. So floodgates are open to the listeners, we appreciate y'all. And we even appreciate the haters on our list because you guys are listening. And that's all that really matters. You're doing something wrong if you don't have any haters. So in real talk, B, you know, my list, I know they're controversial. So I'm, I mean, I know what I'm doing, but I want to get the people talking. And I like that. So real quick, Russ, I had Rick Ross in my top five and I got a lot of feedback from that. Have you been keeping up with the versus battles at all? Have you have you been keeping up with these? Ooh, Swiss Beats is is killing it, man. Killing it, man. So that was a great idea. I mean, it started with the D-Nice, you know, uh, DJing, and then it kind of sprung on to the whole verses, man. So, you know, I'm cool with it. They just need to start on time, B. They don't be starting on time, man. Well, there was one versus battle that I know is n- it's not going to happen, but I just wanted to pick your brain. Would you be interested? Rick Ross was actually on a podcast, and they asked him if he would do a versus battle with 50 Cent. 
Now, of course, Rick Ross said no because there's been they've been feuding for that's probably one of the longest feuds in hip hop. They've been feuding for at least a decade. But would you tune in for a versus battle with Rick Ross and 50 Cent? Yeah, I tune in. I mean, you know, 50 Cent was hot back when we were in school, Um, you know, because that's when he kind of first came out with uh, in the club. But, you know, he hasn't really done anything like since then. But I mean, he definitely has some banners and, you know, Rick Ross has banners. So, you know, and just the feud, you know, just the rivalry. I'd definitely be down to to see them because, you know, a lot of these verses here lately have been really friendly and I'm cool with the friendly. You know, I like that. But I also like a little little. Uh, you know, B? I gotta say, one of my all-time favorite 50 Cent songs has to be the power theme song. <laughs> it has to be. But anyway. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great one, man. Yes. So anyway, moving on. Let's get right into it, Russ. Let's get right into it. We teased it at the end of last uh, show. Our top five NBA players of all time. Now, you gave your list. I gave my list. Now is the time for us to actually put up or shut up. We have to give our reasons for why we put put who we put in our top five. Are you ready to do that, Russ? I'm ready to, to, to talk to the people at the end, too. Okay, so who's going first? Is it me or you? I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you take the lead on this, B. Let me preface it with this. Every single person in our top five are generational talents. They are the cream of the crop. There are no good players on our top five list. They're only levels of great. Okay. So I just want to start with that. So my list was Michael Jordan and number one, it was Kareem Abdul Jabbar at number two. Three was LeBron James. Four was Magic Johnson. And five was Kobe Bryant. First of all, I just want to say I tried to break down how I could explain myself. And the best way I figured that I could do it was that I would say what they have in common, who had the best stats of what they had in common, and then what differentiated them. Everyone on my list was an NBA scoring champion, except Magic Johnson. Everyone on my list was an NBA champion. Everyone on my list was an NBA Finals MVP. Everyone on my list was an NBA regular season MVP. Everyone on my list was at least a 12-time All-Star. Magic Johnson had the least amount of all-star appearances at 12. And that's because we all know that he had his career cut short when he was diagnosed with HIV. Everyone on the list was an NBA Rookie of the Year, except for Kobe and Magic. So the other three were all rookie, rookies of the year. Michael Jordan is number one because he had the most scoring championships with 10. 10 times he led the league in scoring. Michael Jordan had six NBA championships tied with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Michael Jordan has six NBA Finals MVPs. Michael Jordan led the league in steals three times. And Michael Jordan had two slam dunk championships. What set him apart from everyone? The NBA Defensive Player of the Year. No one on that list had NBA Defensive Player of the Year except Michael. That's why I have him at number one. Let's go to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem with, was tied with Michael Jordan, six-time NBA champion. Kareem had the most NBA regular season MVPs with six. Kareem had the most NBA All-Star appearances with 19. And he had the most points in NBA history with 38,387. What set him apart? What does he have that none of the other guys on the list have? Well, he was an NBA rebounding champion, and he also led the, the league in blocks four times in a row. That's why Kareem's my number two. Now, we go to LeBron James at number three. 
LeBron is tricky, in my opinion, because LeBron's story is still being written. It's not finished. LeBron James doesn't lead any of these statistics. However, when we look at what he may, when his story is all done, what he may lead in, he probably will have the most all-star appearances because he has 16 right now. He could probably get to Kareem at 19. He will probably, right now, he's third in point. He'll probably, depending on how many years he plays, he may end up being number one or two. Who knows? But he doesn't really lead any of these statistical categories. So then I'll go to Magic Johnson. He led the league in assists four times, in addition to all his other, you know, accolades. And then we go to Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, he actually didn't lead any of these players. He didn't have anything that these players didn't have, except he came second to Kareem. He almost had, he, well, he had 18 all-star appearances. So he almost had as many all-star appearances. He had one slam dunk championship. You know, Michael had two. And Kobe was fourth in point with 33,643. That is the reason why I made my rankings of Michael first, Kareem second, LeBron third. Like I said, there are so many different accolades and you could say all of these different numbers but there's so many numbers. I just felt that the best way for me to do it was to talk about what they had in common, who led those stats of what they had in common and then what they had different. So that's my spiel. I tried to do it in about five minutes and that's that. That's my list. You know, I, I respect that list. I respect that list, B. I mean, you have, we both have some of the same players on our list, but um, I got a lot of static about Iverson at number five. I'm just going to go from five to one and I'm doing my criteria on how these players made me feel. What I felt when I watched these players. I remember I heard about this guy, Allen Iverson. He played for Georgetown. They were like, you know, the hype was big on him. I mean, Dickie V was talking about him like it was hype. Right. So I remember going into my mother's bedroom, my mom and father's bedroom. And I watched this this kid that was skinny like me was fast like me under six foot so he was just so exciting and he was so tough and he was able to take over a game and his fight and his just killer instinct and Iverson took a Philly team that had no business going to the finals and you can say the East was weak but they still had no business going to the finals I mean their team was like mm. and they still got a victory over Kobe and Shaq to be under six foot and to be that electrifying and, you know, just being able to take over a game was something special. And he changed the culture. I mean, he just he just changed the game on a cultural level that a lot of few a few players have been able to do. So that's why I put him at number five. I was just it was just a joy to watch him watch him play. Yeah, super tough player. And culturally, he had as big as an effect on the game as you probably could have. You know, mm -hmm. he was the first one to come out rocking the cornrows, the triple X shirts. That was all Allen Iverson. And yeah, you know, they instituted that dress code because of him. All right. So number four, I have Bill Russell. I mean, I think that my list is pays respect to kind of the modern basketball, but also pays homage to the, the players and the people that started the game and started the, the impact of the NBA that it has. I mean, Bill Russell is a walking god. I mean, that's why you see during the All-Star Games, all the young players paying homage to Bill Russell. I mean, he has 11 championships, but then, you know, he's playing in those times. You know, B, he's playing in Boston. 
back in the day when the racist was crazy. I mean, we still deal with racism now. It hasn't gone anywhere, as we all know. But to be under that that heat from the fans and what he went through and the hate mail and and still go out and pit up, put up those numbers. I mean, Bill Russell is a is a god. So that's why I have him at number four. Um, number three, and I'd be the first to tell you, I'm not a LeBron fan. I have no B, so I have respect for LeBron, what he does off the court. Like, because, you know, he gives his voice on topics that a lot of athletes want to kind of stay away from because, you know, Republicans buy shoes too. Who is that quote from? <laughs> it's Michael Jordan. <laughs> it's Michael Jordan. So I love LeBron off the court. He he gives back to the community. He's a great role model. He's never in trouble. And he seems like a great, great guy. But on the court, he can be a little annoying. But I still got to pay respect, though. LeBron, his numbers are crazy. He lived up to the hype and beyond. So that's like the first player that had this much hype coming out of high school, right? The chosen one. I mean, he has a tattooed on his back. And he lived up to it and far beyond. And he's still playing at this unbelievable athleticism, unbelievable rate that he's he's still going. He's still dunking on you. He's still doing the chase down blocks. I mean, LeBron will change a team just by him coming on the team. And that's crazy. I hate the fact that everyone says that Michael Jordan, what everyone says that LeBron James at age 35 is performing the way no True other be. player ever has because I think Mike was like 36 when he won his last championship. He was like 35, 36. And, you know, he played as much basketball as LeBron too just because he went to um, the finals three years in a row. So right. there was those two years where he missed out when he went to go play baseball. But when he came back, I mean, they wanted, they did a three-peat twice. So, yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that the other day that, you know, LeBron gets all this credit, you know, about still playing at a high level at 35. But I mean, you can even say that Kobe was still playing at a high level at 35. But, you know, Kobe hasn't been to as many finals appearances as LeBron. So the mileage on his body is crazy. What does bother me about LeBron, and he's getting a little bit better with this, but he remember what I mentioned about the killer instinct fee? Like, you got to have that killer instinct. And I feel like he has come closer to that killer instinct, but he's still not like a number two, my guy, Kobe. I mean, Kobe, what can you say about Kobe, man? I just loved his work ethic. I loved how, you know, he came into the league. And, you know, like what you said before, be in your list, right? He didn't win rookie of the year. He rode the bench a lot his rookie season. And then remember he had those air balls against Utah? Like he had like four air balls at the end of the game. But, you know, I love the fact that he went to the gym that night and he just said he shot all night long. And his mind and his mental on the game of basketball and his footwork and his his just like killer instinct. I mean, that's why he became known as the Mamba, because, I mean, he would just destroy you on the court. He's the closest in my opinion, to Jordan. He was as close to Michael Jordan as you could get without actually being Michael Jordan. Right. So, number one, we just said his name, Michael Jordan. I mean, hands down, I mean, you talk about one of the reasons why I fell in love with basketball 
Well, I mean, I fell in love with the Lakers first, with Magic Johnson and Kareem and all them. They were the Showtime Lakers. I mean, wow. But then this this young kid came, you know, and he's dunking on everybody. And he has the flair and he has the shoes and he has the swag. And I was just like, oh, oh, let me jump over here to Chicago Bulls and see what this young dude's doing. And you talk about killer instinct. You talk about every night he brought it. He's six NBA championships, never lost in the finals, never even went to game seven in the finals, B. Facts. You talk about somebody that changed the whole game. I mean, Michael was around before social media and he was huge. So Jordan's number one for me, hands down, no argument. Um, LeBron's going to stay at number three. And I don't care if he wins a championship this year. He's still not the GOAT. The GOAT is Michael Jeffrey Jordan. End of discussion. I'm done. Mic drop. I like that list, Russ. And I just looked it up. I LeBron gets all of this credit for being 35 years old and still scoring the way he does. I just looked it up. Michael was 35 in 1998 when he won his last championship. He averaged 28.7 points a game. So this whole no one has ever been this old and performed like that. I don't know where they get that from. The thing about LeBron is his story is still being written. He was the only person on that list who is still active. So it's difficult to put someone on a definitive list when their story is still changing. Their story is still being told. So we'll see. If LeBron wins two more championships and gets to six, I will put him in the, the conversation of being number one if he gets two more rings. You know, if he has six rings... You know, at that point, he'll have more points. You know, we'll we'll see, but that it has to happen first. It has to happen first. So uh, this is Russ, a big year for LeBron, I would say. Yeah, and he has a and he has a great running running mate in Anthony Davis. He's a young bull, and you and know he stays but, healthy. Yeah, yeah. You know, Anthony he, Davis know, be getting hurt a lot. <laughs> you know, around 35, 36, things kind of start changing. So we'll we'll see whether LeBron is able to stay healthy as well. All right, man. Oh. But, but I, I like both of our lists, man. So, you know, I let let the people come and come and get at us if they have a problem with the list. So what else, Russ? What's next? Yo, so. You sound like yo, you, got, you look like you got something on your mind. You look vexed. You know, you know me, B. You know me. And this whole COVID situation, it, it's crazy. Never in my life did I think that I would experience something like this in my lifetime. Right. Where you have to leave the house with a mask on, man. Like, you know how many times I've left my apartment and had to go back and get my mask because I'm like, damn. But when COVID first kind of came out, right, and everybody was on some mask stuff and wearing your mask, wear your mask, right? I would have my mask. But if I'm walking down my sidewalk in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn at 9 a.m. going to get some coffee and nobody's on the sidewalk, be like... I don't feel like I need to have my mask on. I mean, people were literally seeing me be right from down the street and they would walk clear across the street. I'm just like, yo, how you know I'm not holding my breath when I pass you? So I just kind of want to get your feelings on that, B, about the whole, you know, mask wearing. When do you wear it? When it's appropriate to wear well, I think you know my personality, Russ. I think you know that I'm kind of a stickler. You know, I'm a, I'm a very by the book kind of guy. So, I I'm I do absolutely wear my mask. I do not wear my mask if I'm alone. I do not wear my mask if I'm 
driving in the car by myself. Like I, I see these people, <laughs> I, I drive through Chicago and right. I see people wearing masks and they're in the car. And then when you look over and at the passenger seat and it's empty and you look in the back seat and no one's there either. And you're like, why are you wearing a mask by yourself in your car? You know, who are you protecting yourself from? So if I'm in public, if I'm around any other people, if I'm in the grocery store, if I'm in any common areas, I absolutely wear my mask. And I don't like when people get offended because you're wearing the mask and they say, oh, well, take your mask off. I don't have anything. But what if I had something and I didn't know about it, you know, unknowingly? Right. I got you sick completely not knowing, you know, so I just think that people should wear it if they're in common areas. But if you're by yourself, I see no reason to to wear it. Yeah, literally be. And I've seen the people driving in the car with the mask on. And I'm like, why did they have a mask on in the car by themselves? But you know what I thought about, B? I think sometimes that they may be Uber drivers or Lyft drivers, even though they don't have somebody in the backseat. But You know, I've been guilty of it and I don't like wearing the mask at all, but I've come home from outside with my mask on and I may do a couple of things. I may like straighten up a little bit and I'm like, I still got my damn mask on. I'm like, yo, what the hell? So I think it's, you can easily, and I've actually put that on my Instagram story about, you know, am I the only one that forgets to take my mask off when I, you know, get home? Because the way I hate wearing these masks is, should be the first thing I do once I step into my apartment. But, you know, sometimes I forget. It's clearly a public health issue, but for some reason it became a political stance. And if you supported Trump, you didn't wear a mask. And if you were a Democrat, you did wear it. So, you know, I just think that we all have to do our part in Mm -hmm. order to keep this virus to a minimum. Uh, That includes wearing the mask and that includes not touching hands. You know, the problem I've been running into is that people tend to get offended. People still want to dap you up with their hands and they want to give you handshakes. Mm -hmm. And when you give them the elbow bump that we've been taught to do, they kind of look at you you know, kind of, kind of hurt, you know, like, like you're yeah. like, yeah. you know, they're, 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 they're hurt and they're kind of offended by it. And I, and I don't want to offend anyone. I'm just trying to stay safe and trying to stay healthy. Like everyone, you know, like you always mentioned, right. we're young, we're healthy. So it's, I'm not necessarily worried myself about getting it, but I have an elderly grandmother. I have mm-hmm. an older mom and I'm worried about passing it on to my loved ones or someone else's loved ones who are older and may not be able to fight the virus off as well as I yeah. be able to. So that's why I think it's so important. No, yeah, I definitely feel you that with that B. And I think that people need to to really understand because there was a lot of confusion for what the mask did when a person wears it. It's not to protect me from somebody else, it's protect me giving the virus to that person right so it's not going to keep you i mean from getting it just wearing a mask it's going to protect the people that i come in close contact with and you know it's that's why it's you know they came out with the thing about it's not about you it's about respecting your 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 people around you but i know one thing b i'm just glad i just be glad when it's over and we can get back to some kind of normalcy i got a question for you and i feel like you are the perfect person to ask about this oh nice can i borrow your expertise for 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 a quick second of course man what can we do especially you know if you're in that 
mid to late 30s, early 40s, you know, it's hard to stay in shape anyway. So what are some things that we can do to stay in shape and to stay healthy with the COVID situation that we have going on? That's a good question, B. That's a very good question. Um, With me, I feel that sometimes if you're not training for something, if you don't have a goal set and you already kind of aesthetically kind of please into the eye, you can kind of be like, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just do it tomorrow. And then before you know it, it's been a week or two since you worked out, right? So the best advice that I can give people is just one day at a time and don't try to put a time on it, right? Because my mistake for the longest was that I had to have an hour amount of time to get a good workout in, right? So if I didn't have that hour be, I'm going to be like, ah, nah, forget it, ah, nah. And then I didn't do anything. So what I did was I switched my mindset. I switched my mindset to say, Rustin, it's all about consistency, right? Make sure you do something every day. And if it's only 10 minutes, if it's only 15 minutes, you started and you did it, right? That's way better than not doing anything at all. And truth be told, B, like it's probably going to go a little longer than 10 to 15 minutes. Once you get into the groove, once you start, you can easily get to 30 minutes and, and, and have gotten a good workout in. So I would just tell the people those things and then just try to stay active. Just try to like keep moving. Like if you have to do something like get an Apple watch or something like that to kind of remind you to stand or to be, let me walk around the block. Or another thing that I do be my rule for me is to never take the escalator, right? So if I'm coming up out of a subway station and there's an escalator right there, and I don't care how deep the subway station is, I'm taking the steps. I'm taking the steps no matter if there's an escalator right at the airport, I'm taking the steps. And, you know, I'm still carrying luggage. So I'm just trying to find things in my daily life that makes me more active. And that can be challenging for people that live in Chicago or Kansas City or wherever where you need a car to get around because New York is pretty easy because you have to walk to get pretty much everywhere you're going unless you have a car. And who wants to be driving in New York City and Manhattan trying to find a parking space? So I would just say that just set a goal, make it a small goal that I'm going to do something active for at least 30 minutes a day and really try to hold yourself to it. And don't beat yourself up if it's 15 minutes a day. You did something. Okay, so a lot of people are at home. A lot of people are working from home. A lot of people are baking. A lot of people are just eating because they're home. Whereas if they were working in the office, they wouldn't be eating. So when it comes to burning fat, what do you recommend? Is it better for someone to do cardio, get 30 minutes on a treadmill or on an elliptical? Or is weightlifting better for burning fat? I mean, I'm, I'm one of those trainers that you need everything be i'm not gonna just pick one because you know you have you know the people in the gym that are just your cardio gym goers right they don't even touch the weight floor they go right to the treadmill elliptical and they do their 30 minutes and they do the same pace day in and day in and day in day in out right they're doing the same thing right you need to have some kind of resistance training and you need to have some kind of cardio training and some yoga, throw some yoga in there. You also got to worry about your diet, 
And you also got to be mentally sound too, right? It's not just about physical. Your mental has to be strong. So I started meditating about a year and a half ago, and it's been one of the best things that I've done, you know, because that mental health is real. You can do 30 minute virtual uh, calls with a trainer. You can go out off on YouTube and, and try to find, you know, some kind of workout like program. Um, like if you're at home, take your chair that you sit in and do 15 up and down. Sit down in the chair, stand up, sit down in the chair, stand up. Like you can, you don't need a gym to get in shape. You don't need all that equipment to get in shape. You have your body and just be active. Russ, thank you for those tips. And for once again, for anyone who wants to reach out to you personally and get your services as a trainer, what's, what's your Instagram? How can people contact you? Uh, my Instagram is Rustin underscore steward. And you can DM me. Uh, my email is also on um, my page and you can email me. Wrapping up here, Russ. Remember, I was I, t- I, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. I had an idea. I had an idea and I'm ready to tell the people what my idea is. Uh, we've been getting a lot of people giving us feedback about our list. A lot of feedback. People just people just want to talk to us. You know, people want to reach out. People love the podcast. They want to ask us questions. They have feedback. They want to give us tips. So I was thinking, how could we possibly have a way where we could interact with our listeners? And I got it. The light bulb went off. It went off. It was a blinding bright light bulb. And Mm -hmm. this is what we're going to do. I created an email address. The email address is from New York to the shy at gmail.com. That's from New York, N-E-W-Y-O-R-K to the shy, C-H-I at gmail.com. And what we're asking you guys to do, if you want to call into the show, if you want to leave a comment, if you have a question, you want to give us feedback, maybe you have a top five rapper list or a top five NBA basketball players of all time list. What we want you to do is record a voice note or a voice memo, however you record a voice message. Make sure you go into a quiet room so that it's not a lot of background noise, so it's clear and concise. Record your voice message and just email it to us. We'll take a listen to it, and if we like it, we'll put it on the show. I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. I would love to hear, you know, feedback from, you know, all our listeners, all our subscribers. Um, I mean, B, we talked about it the other day. We have somebody listening to us in Jamaica. Like, you know, like, that's crazy, right? So, yeah, I definitely want to hear back from everybody and give the give us their, their feedback. I mean, that would be great because me and B, we really want to make this podcast successful. We want people to enjoy listening to it. And and only reason, only way we can do that, B, is hearing from the people. Like you said, we had people listening in Jamaica. There are people listening in Sweden. Uh, the show is really growing. People are loving the show so far. So we just want to thank our listeners. And Russ, uh, just tell the people, what should they do if they like the show? They should subscribe. That's the best way to support us. Subscribe tune in every week you know me and b this is not something that you know we're just hopping on and and just running our mouths i feel like you guys can can see that we have topics we 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 talk about you know our show days prior 
And we're trying to give you guys the best content and, and, and entertainment that we can possibly do. So please subscribe. This is our last time talking to the people for 2020, man. And not a moment too soon. 2020 was a rough <laughs> year for so many people. So you know what? I'm looking forward to a fresh start. And I'm looking forward to talking to you in, in 2021, bro. Yeah, man. And one thing, man, one thing. I'm going to wish everybody a happy new year for the people out there. This is just a little pet peeve that I have. When people say happy new year, they be like, happy new years. Not years, the year. Happy new year. I think that's a cultural thing. I think, I think black people, we put S's on, we just put S's on things. I'm not sure why my mom, she's, you know, the store, the the, uh, store Nordstrom, she says Nordstrom's. Uh We have, we have a, uh, a supermarket here in Chicago called Jewel. They say Jewels. I mean, we just put S's on stuff. I don't know why. We, I don't know we, why we, we know Spanish. Do Spanish folks do it too, because I've heard them do it. But you know, we also black people love to like give nicknames too. We like to shorten shit and put S's on shit. <laughs> All right, this is from New York to the Shy podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys in 2021. Peace and blessings. Wow. Peace and blessings, y'all. I be swerving in the fast lane. Going downhill fast like a crash man. Calling shots like Jordan in his last game. Life is short, we ain't got no time to complain. So what you gonna do, what you gonna say? I'm making power moves every damn day. So what you gonna do, what you gonna say? Get your mind right, I'll get on my way. This is prolific, so pay attention. We about to enter this new dimension. You listen, hey.